Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about Guillain-Barre syndrome and you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash Guillain-Barre or in the neurology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book and you can find flashcards and questions to train your knowledge on this content and help you remember the information for longer at members.zerodefinals.com. So let's get straight into it. Guillain-Barre syndrome is an acute paralytic polyneuropathy that affects the peripheral nervous system. It causes acute symmetrical ascending weakness and can cause sensory symptoms. It's usually triggered by an infection and is particularly associated with Campylobacter jejuni cytomegalovirus or CMV and Epstein-Barr virus or EBV infection. Let's start with the pathophysiology. Guillain-Barre syndrome is thought to occur due to a process called molecular mimicry. The B cells of the immune system create antibodies against the antigens on the triggering pathogen, for example Campylobacter. These antibodies also match proteins on the peripheral neurons. They may target proteins on the myelin sheath or the nerve axon itself, causing damage to the peripheral neurons and the symptoms. Let's talk about the presentation. Symptoms usually start within four weeks of the triggering infection. They can begin in the feet and then ascend upwards. Symptoms typically peak within two to four weeks. Then there is a recovery period that can last months to years. The characteristic features are symmetrical ascending weakness and reduced reflexes. There may be peripheral loss of sensation or neuropathic pain. It may progress to the cranial nerves and cause facial weakness. Autonomic dysfunction can lead to urinary retention ileus or heart arrhythmias. Let's talk about the diagnosis. The diagnosis of Guillain-Barre syndrome is made clinically using the Brighton criteria and is supported by investigations. Investigations to support a diagnosis of Guillain-Barre syndrome include nerve conduction studies which show reduced signal in the nerves and lumbar puncture for cerebrospinal fluid analysis. And in the cerebrospinal fluid, there will be raised protein with a normal cell count and glucose. Next, let's talk about management. Management involves supportive care, venous thromboembolism prophylaxis, and pulmonary embolism is a leading cause of death due to the reduced mobility that comes with the muscle weakness. IV immunoglobulins are first line as medical treatment and plasmapheresis is an alternative to the IV immunoglobulins. Severe cases with respiratory failure may require intubation, ventilation and admission to the intensive care unit. Finally, let's talk about the prognosis. Recovery can take months to years. Patients can continue regaining function five years after the acute illness. Most patients eventually either make a full recovery or are left with only minor symptoms. 
Some patients are left with a significant disability. The mortality rate is around 5%, mainly due to respiratory or cardiovascular complications. So thanks for listening to this episode on Guillain-Barre syndrome. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. And I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about neurofibromatosis.